0: Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning OzCast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast.
1: OzCast.
0: Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.
1: Did you know you can advertise on podcasts?
0: Don't act like you're not impressed. Find out more at podvertise.com.au. That's podvertise with an S, au.
1: Ben Crocker, thanks for coming to the Unleashed Podcast, mate. Second episode in the studio, boys. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. Yeah, you were just... Uh, Cracking a few jokes, mate. It's a pretty interesting studio. Hey, you've walked it's very into very interesting a bit of an inverted
0: warehouse that <laughs> we found. Reminds it. me of um Dexter a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, well, the kill anything, room. We'll get the <laughs> we'll get the glad wrap up yeah. soon, mate. You'll be uh,
1: you'll be finished up before you know. Um, but no, just to, just a bit of context for the listeners out there. Ben Crocker has had a pretty unique journey to date. Um, he's played for a couple of clubs in the AFL. Um drafted to Collingwood uh, what was it 2016 we drafted yeah, to Collingwood yeah 2016 yep had a, had two or three years there and i think became a bit of a fan favorite and a <laughs> change room favorite and and played 30 or so games um and i guess the mutually probably the club and yourself decided time to to change it up and you ended up going to the crows where love to pick your brain about adelaide cuz i lived there for a little bit and look no disrespect to adelaide but it's no <laughs> melbourne <Yeah. laughs> to say the least but yeah you, you had a year there and it was pretty f- pretty strange year for yeah. footy and everyone and I think it was last week or even this week you've recently been delisted so yeah you're in what where we spoke the other day it's like this limbo phase of like mm. so many options for you so keen to understand I guess what's life like for you right now like getting yeah. up out of bed how's your how's your head where,
0: what are you doing well firstly I'll correct you on saying me and Collingwood's departure was not mutual <laughs> I was trying to be they gone. showed me the door <laughs> told me to go <laughs> okay fair. um so yeah but yeah, my headspace right now, it's obviously not where you, where I want to be and, like, when you get drafted and that, you, you, like, you just have a feeling that you're going to be sweet. Mm. Um, and, like, because I was always, a, like, a pretty good junior player, so I was like, oh, you know, I knew AFL would be hard, but I thought I'd be all right. And, like, you see people before you come and do the same thing, but um, didn't really pan out the way it was meant to at Collingwood. Um, but like couldn't speak highly enough of the people I met there and um all that type of stuff. Like made friends that I'll have for life and um I think yeah, I think like the thing with me and Footy was I like I got along with a lot of people and um I think and I always worked hard and I think that kinda carried me um to get another opportunity at Adelaide. Yeah. Um so yeah that went there for this year. Um yeah, got delisted, but, yeah, back to the headspace, I guess. Um, it's not ideal and it's not where I want to be, but, like, I've spent five years in the game now and the longer you're there, you kind of realise that there's more stuff outside of footy. And, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of anxiety around, like, you know, what can I do because I've come straight from being an 18-year-old to playing AFL. Um, but I think, like, also it's kind of exciting that I might be able to start something new and a new chapter. Um but yeah, I'm kind of in that limbo phase where I've got to wait and see. Might get picked up, might not. Um, so there
1: are pro- like two legitimate choices
0: for you in your life right now. You
1: could be back on an AFL list yeah. or you could be you know doing some sort of work and playing in the VFL, for example. Mm. Like that's two parts that are 50-50% yeah. possible either way. Like,
0: And know, I think that's like where all the anxiety comes from. Of like, course, yeah. I've been in limbo before. I was at limbo at Collingwood and um, like it's – yeah, you got to prepare for both, which is, like, people are like, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. But, like, the reality for me was, it, like, I was waiting to get picked up again by Adelaide. Um, and if it didn't happen, it's like, well, you're done. Mm. You go and find, you got to find something else to do. But if you do get picked up, it's kind of like, all right, we well, got to come back. Yeah. Like, so you're, you're sitting there waiting and pretty much putting your life on hold. um, And it's hard because, like, I have people talking to me about potential job opportunities outside of footy. Um, and you're kind of like, well, you I don't know, it, right? I can't give you an answer. Like, yeah, it sounds cool, it sounds like something I might be into, but I can't give you an answer because I don't know what's going to happen with me. Yeah. Um, and I've been through that twice. So um, luckily after Collingwood, though, the Crows picked me up, but obviously this year has been a little bit different. Did you know
1: when you were coming out of Collingwood that you were going to go to the Crows quite quickly or was there a, a decent period before um, that came up?
0: Well, I think like for Collingwood it was – I was still 50-50, so I, I thought maybe there was a chance I was still going to be there, but I wasn't naive to know that there was also fifty percent chance I wasn't going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of h- held on to the fact that yeah, i will still be at Collingwood, try not to stress too much. Um, but then halfway through the year at Collingwood, um, Adelaide rang my manager and kind of like, "What's the go? Why is he not? Why isn't he not playing?" Okay. Um, you know we'd be interested to have a look at him type thing. And it got to the end of the year and um, got delisted and like spoke to boys at the club and was kind of like, you know, I've never been someone to like directly approach a coach and ring them up and, and ask them, oh, you know, would you be interested to get a coffee? But I spoke to boys like Tay Adams and stuff. And they're like, dude, you just like, you just got to do it. Like yeah. footy is a business and that's what you do in the business world. If you want a job, you got to yeah, directly approach people. So um, I started ringing like list managers and coaches and the first few were like real awkward and I wasn't into it, but then like the more and more I spoke to people, the more confident I got, I started meeting up with, I think I ended up meeting up with like 10 clubs or whatever, purely just from calling them myself and saying, look, no um, can I get a coffee with you? Like a lot of people look at me as well and they're like, nah, this kid's a scumbag <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm, I'm like pretty loose yeah, and I like to have fun. Factual, st- though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not too <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty loose and I like to have fun, but like a lot of people wouldn't see the other side to me where like I I work my ass off and like I've always trained hard, always try to be a better player every year. Um and like a lot of people don't see the stuff going on at home as well. So mm. like I was so eager to put myself in front of people to show them, hey, like yeah, I might not look like the ideal yeah. person you want, but trust me, you get to meet me, I'm I'm sure you'll like me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, I started doing that. Um and then I met with Adelaide knowing that they were interested um, and like brought like running data and stuff like that to my meeting. And um, I think they were just like, Fuck, this guy is like so much different to what we really? thought when he was 18. Like I know when I went there, when they picked me up, when I got introduced to the group, like um, Haim, the main recruiter was just like, a comparison to him as an 18 year old to now, like he's Worlds so apart. much different. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Do Do you think that's like, because I, I for me, being from like the
1: sporting environment as well, like you, people with your like... Because you're pretty charismatic and very upbeat. And I think it's fair to say, and we'll go into some of your family life, but probably from that experience is you're just like, fuck being anything else. Like I may as well be myself while I'm around for as long as I can. But do you think in the elite sporting environments, how there's kind of this mold of what you've got to be, like the Scott Pendlebury's and those type of... Yeah. You know, th- the way you are can work against you with some people?
0: Yeah, I, I mean subject to the person really some like some people love it some people don't but like you said like that's my attitude like fuck i'm I'm not gonna be anyone but myself and i think that's why i've made so many friendships and i think that's why people gravitate towards me because um because i'm me and um i act the way i do and um like i think when i left collingwood like yeah it was disappointing blah, blah blah i didn't play as many games but like then i Look at like the influence I try to have on people outside of footy. Like I'd always come and try and make the day of fun for people, and mm. um, I think in a footy sense, people like that can get like people underestimate how important it is. Hundred percent they do. Um, and like I was going through my own shit as well, yeah. um, and tried not to bring it into footy. Um, but I think, like, for people that were also going through shit, seeing me do it, thinking, oh, well, if he can come in and, and still manage to do things, or maybe I can type thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, we'll get to the family stuff, but a lot of that, like, the mindset I take, well, fuck, I'm going to be who I am, is because of what is going on with my dad. Like, yeah. life's short. There's no point <laughs> fucking not being who who you are and true to yourself.
1: But I think, I think, like, if I was your teammate, for me, I'd find that, like, infectious, and, and that would be unique to the sporting environment or unique to an AFL system because you would bring some normality to like, well, this this, we're not fucking invincible to to the world, you know what I mean? Like we're in a special place, but everyone's going through shit. And before we do get onto some of your family stuff, because I do want to talk about your career, because you had a pretty elite junior footy career. Um, You're obviously part of the- Oakley charges TAC Cup squad I think you were captaining Vic Metro's <laughs> yeah which is leadership leadership, leadership skills here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean fuck that coach is obviously not coaching anymore but no can you speak us through I guess maybe the the years cuz and what school you went to Kerry wasn't yeah, yeah. so you played in the APS and yeah. stuff so just the back end of that journey leading into the AFL I mean what was that like for you
0: um yeah so like p- played Oakley and like played as a 16 year old as well Okay, so that's um, a bottom major. Yeah, okay. bottom major, played um, Vic Metro, was in the leadership group there. So I don't know what the fuck's wrong with these coaches. <laughs> um, was in the leadership group there, managed to play like the AIS. Okay, so yeah, got yeah. Into yeah. The, that's like the elite 30 yeah, of the AFL right in yeah, the country, so right? Yeah, the best, they'd say it's the best 30 yeah. Um, in the country at that time. Um, so managed to play there in my 18s year. Um and got to meet clubs that way. And I think a lot of clubs initially were like, Fuck, this kid is full on. Yeah. Um but like that that that's kind of the, the thing with AFL is like they want you to be a certain mould, which mm. can which sometimes that would have hurt me as a player because yeah. I was so yeah. out there and I mean fuck, I never hurt anyone but or did anything bad but I was just Yeah yeah yeah. Like a lot of clubs would have taken it as the fact this kid doesn't give a fuck. But it just it wasn't that what yeah, it wasn't the case. Yeah. But, well, yeah, I was lucky to play there um, and got to meet every club. You, you get to have meetings with every club there. Um, so I played there in my under-18s year. Um, and then, yeah, went back to Oakley after that, finished up. Um, and I think, like, I remember, like, when I was – I was expecting to go top 30 yeah. in my draft year. Because um, would what, you end up going, pick sixty? Yeah, pick 65. So And, like, a few weeks before the draft, they have those mock drafts. I mean, I don't know how serious those are, but my name was like pick thirty or something. or pick twenty-five and I was like, Well, I'm gonna be going top thirty. Um, and then I had like a full camera crew at my house. Yeah, you had a lot of boys. Oh I, yeah, I, I had like this. all my mates and they were getting fucking blind as <laughs> pick, well. Pick fifty yeah, would have been like, at, fuck me. Yeah, this and might we're not watching happen. it and we're like, fuck. <laughs> I don't reckon I'm gonna get picked up here. Like ev- Can you imagine? I- everyone's there and eventually got picked up by the pies, but like that, that for me just goes to show, like you just can't predict anything. No, nah. so like I, I, was, I mean, I, I couldn't give a fuck what number I went, and because yeah. I went to the club, I went, I wanted to go to as well, because you're a fan of the club yeah, of I went, the I went for Collingwood growing up, um, and I had mates there already, yeah. so it ended up being the ideal situation. But yeah, it was like I probably expected to go a little higher. Yeah, but yeah. End of the day, it doesn't really matter. I think being a a top draft picks fucking you got heaps of pressure on you but I mean I, I think one of the only benefits of it truthfully is that you probably get a few more years to prove yourself in the system then so if I had to go and pick 20 or whatever I probably would still be playing AFL even if I hadn't played yeah, as many games yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's probably the only really benefit of it Fuck. Okay, that's and it, you that, get paid more probably yeah <laughs> oh, true, yeah, true. Which, true. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so for so just to, to, to speak to the I guess the early days at Collingwood like coming out of high school into an elite like system, like what, what's yeah. that like? What are the what are the first few weeks like? What are the conversations you're having? Are you, are you straight into the integrated with like the main the main squad? Yeah,
0: I think. Uh, well, coming in like it's it's fucking you're shitting yourself daunting. because yeah you, you, For me, I was captain of the club. I was last out, so I was so used to being like able to kind of be the one that's really confident and um. Like you get to get, like when you fucking been there for at the club for ages, you end up pretty much doing what you want. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get comfortable. Yeah, you like get comfortable. Yeah. Um, so coming in to especially to what I mean, fuck, it's nerve wracking enough as it is. And I knew I knew people there. I knew Geordie. I knew Darcy. I knew Ben Sinclair. Um, I knew Scotty Burns, who was a coach there. He was my next door neighbour for ten years. That's so, crazy. I knew people coming in, but like for me, I was like. Like and I'd had people spoken to me. You're going to have to rein it in. Like when you get there, because people might get the wrong idea with you, and you just don't want to. When start they say off. like
1: "reined in," though, like what are they meaning to you? Because like I'm assuming like you're not you're not like a reckless guy. You no, obviously no, work think, hard. Yeah, I husband, think more so.
0: it's more like the things I say and like the, th- the, the the things I do. Like, fucking don't run around naked in the first day <laughs> around the change rooms, which became a habit towards the later years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, don't do stuff like that, and just kind of ease your way in um, and prove get some respect. what type of yeah, person you are and yeah, get some respect before you start doing that stuff which i tried to do i don't know how well i did it yeah but i tried um but yeah you kind of you come your first day you kind of watch how the days run you meet everyone and then i mean i was pretty much into it um in the first week you get pulled out of a lot of like the conditioning stuff after training and some yeah. of the weights stuff like that but i mean these days like It'd be obviously a lot easier, than like when I yeah. like our mates like Benny Johnson and stuff drafted fucking ages ago, and they would have been straight into it. But yeah, you, yeah you're yeah. pretty well looked after these they, days. They but it's of, still it's still hard. Yeah, jumping from under 18s into AFL footy is a
1: massive difference. It can, I can own like for me coming into soccer was massive. I'm like footy, it's it's kind of like two different body shapes. Yeah, like
0: I was exhausted every day. Like I'd get home and and be asleep as soon as I got home, and it's like that for your first two years or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you are, you are well looked after. And I mean, at Collingwood, you got all the facilities as well. So you get like, you have pools, you have an unreal gym. Now they have a sauna, stuff like that, which is, I mean, most clubs have it, but a lot of clubs still kind of don't have it. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the transition. So for for me,
1: and this is, I relate to you in the sense of like my youth soccer career, like your youth footy career was like quite elite. Like I captained a lot of teams, played for a lot of rep teams and then once i got into like the professional system or the business system in some regards like i fucking struggled to get a game yeah like because like you know, i was so used to being one of the better ones and then yeah. coming into it i'm like, like everyone's actually better than me or mm. like i've got to work so much harder to yeah. prove myself did you struggle with just not being in a consistent 22 or the, or yeah. the consistently in the best 22 like coming in yeah. and out having to prove yourself because it's almost like <laughs> before you answer it's almost like when you're in that position when you come into the 22, you've almost got to play better than everyone to just maintain a spot. You know what I mean? If you play okay, sometimes it's still, you're the fullback to get yeah. out, you know?
0: Yeah, it's... I mean, I, being a fringe player is fucking hard. And I actually like, anyone who's in that situation will understand. I mean, for me, it was hard because, like, my best mates at Collingwood were all superstars. Like, yeah. I've got bras, Geordie, Steele, Howie. Like, all those boys are fucking in team. straight away. Yeah, and, like... You know, like, I would make it so much of an effort not to complain and stuff. But when you'd kind of want to talk to them, they would—they don't understand because they yeah. haven't been in that situation. But yeah. like, oh, for me at Collingwood, I was in—I uh, was in for two weeks, out for one, in for two, out for three. Like, it's fucking hard man. So you go play AFL, you don't do great because you're nervous because you know you have to perform. You go back to the VFL and you get 30 touches and kick a few goals. like, yeah. And then you go back and you might get five touches. Like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It was just so hard. And that's been my full career to date. Um, so for me, it was like the constant going in with anxiety of I have to perform, knowing that Jamie Elliott's coming back from a hamstring and he's straight back in. Like I had to do something. Yeah. And then it ends up taking your focuses away from doing simple So you almost see the, the writing
1: on the board because you're, you're aware yeah, and, of who's coming back yeah, in the next yeah. week.
0: And I mean, I, th- I think I got my... Opportunity like I debuted in round seven of my first year because Jamie Elliott was injured. Um, who knows when I would have played if he was fit and healthy? Yeah, um, and I think it only took I think with well, the year we played the grand final, I played the first half of the year without going out and Uh-oh. thought, oh, maybe um, you know, maybe this is the year that I'll stick. Yeah, yeah. Um, got dropped, couldn't get back in for finals, obviously didn't play the grand final, but like you just you constantly. like i would have the attitude of and especially because i would want to be in so badly i would come in like i'd be coming in on days before training like 7 a.m and doing like touch on the on the we call it the sprung floor there for like an hour and then training and then doing more after like i got so intense with doing stuff that it would make me anxious when i would play like overworking yeah like i was overdoing things and then you look at geordie who's like the biggest chiller and doesn't give a fuck <laughs> yeah. and then he goes out and kicks seven yeah. and i'm sitting there and i'm like what the fuck but is do, going on but do you
1: like I, i'm people like geordie fascinate me and i actually think that we had archie on the week before who's quite similar where they have these very laid-back vibes and don't get me wrong like it's not to take away any of the hard work or dedication yeah because they, they obviously do but there's the element of like not that they don't care but they're so relaxed and they're so calm for like high pressured fucking shit yeah, they like, perform. But but like what what is this about like Archie would go like he'd come and boys at Picture Tommy he'd come through the week and like he would train hard but like he'd be jovial and jokerish mm. and like wouldn't look too far ahead wouldn't look too but like very in the moment. I don't know if Geordie's like that, but players like that you probably experience some players like Adelaide. Why do why do you think there's just some players that can turn it on on the big stage and like they have that character? Yeah, of like, I think
0: Geordie like he knows he's good. He's got a huge amount of confidence in in his own abilities um so like he knows that he can do it um and and like for me it was like i i knew i could do it but i hadn't yet proved it so like i was coming into the free club every day saying this is what i'm not good at yeah and than this impressive. is what I need to do because I'm fuck. I'm not too good at this. Yeah. I know I'm good at that, but that'll be sweet. Whereas Jordy knows he's good at this, and he just does what he's good at. Yeah. Whereas from yeah, for me, I'm constantly focused on the negatives, and after a while, that builds up on you. It does hundred um, percent. And like, i will be coming into the club someday, being like, "Fuck me!" Like this is just so shit. And yeah. then you step back, and you're like, "You're at the club you want to be at. Everything's a good. good. Yeah. Everything's good. Like, and and you still don't feel great. Um, but I think. For Geordie, yeah, he's just got a massive amount of confidence, yeah, um, and because he's so laid back, it helps. Yeah,
1: I, I actually think—I mean, it does help. Because I was like you, I mean, I'd overthink, especially when you're on the fringe. You start to overthink things yeah. because you're you're really assessing, like you're living the day to day of why you're not getting picked and what you have to do to come back in. And like sometimes it's literally just a matter of a coach's opinion. Like it's, yeah, a new coach can come in and like you could be fucking playing twenty-two games a year. You know what I mean? It's it's such a crazy thing the sporting world and one of the um i spoke to an an elite athlete well-being researchers named san lane he's actually coming on next week and he he actually said to me he's like it's one thing for an an athlete to get an opportunity in the system it's another thing and completely rare to be able to establish a career and like like that's fucking hard and you've definitely got an opportunity and you're already in like a minority itself the amount of blokes you played through your junior career that were probably good maybe even better than you that haven't got a gig and you have and it's like so it's, it's really hard and you try to put things into context because you're probably comparing yourself to those guys yeah um a little bit but at the same time you you've done pretty well to be where you're at too well, i think
0: that the average career length of an afl player is three years like, or two years so i'm already like i've already passed that but yeah 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 you're right then, <laughs> you, then you're like you're playing with blokes like pendles and stuff like that and you're like everyone wants to be that bloke yeah and sometimes you get caught up Fucking thinking, fuck, I want to be so much...
1: Yeah, because you just compare, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but
0: um, the reality is there's very few people that are going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be hard to deal with it sometimes, but I mean, in it, like, I loved playing VFL footy at Collingwood as well. Like, I had a, I had a mad coach, good group of boys, but that's not what you want to be doing. No, right. So yeah. even like, you, and you're still playing, you're still playing on good ground, blah, blah. But you're still disappointed that, the, you're, not that playing, you're there. Yeah. And that's already a hurdle already. Like you're already rocking up to the game wishing thinking, you weren't playing.
1: Yeah, that, I, for me, I reckon that's
0: like not an art, but that's a skill. If you can turn up to the reserves
1: and have the same mentality yeah. as you would for the And for it's the hard. Wires, it's so hard. Mate, there's no trophy for that. like nah. the, And that's, fuck, I struggled with that. i turn yeah. up thinking, fuck, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And it would sometimes reflect in my performance purely yeah. off like just attitude alone. Yeah, know? 100%. Um, what, one of the things that is pretty um, documented about you, which I think is probably one of the most inspirational pieces around your career. And this is why I kind of wanted to frame you as like, you're so much more than just an AFL footballer. And comes back to, I guess, people that maybe look at you and they're like, oh, you've got this image as like a, a jovial character who's got a raw nature that could cause problems or whatever. Yeah. But like, you obviously clearly work hard. You're, you're very dedicated. I mean, right now you're in a limbo phase and... You're training fucking every day, which mm-hmm. people probably don't see. Um, but also, like, you've gone through, you, I think you did this at Collingwood, you, you kind of stood up in front of the group, and then when you went to Adelaide, which they um, shared publicly, you, you you got in front of the group and you explained a little bit about your family and your father mm-hmm. and, I guess, the stuff that you've had going on the field for probably the last five, six years. Um, so I just wanted to see if you could share some insight into that side of what's been going on off the field and, and, yeah. and, and you know, how that's <laughs> been to be able to compete in an AFL environment whilst you're having to maintain and support both.
0: Yeah. So um oh, well I? I was se- like I was seventeen and like my dad had been doing strange things. Fucking like like just things normal parent wouldn't be doing like putting his phone in strange places, like constantly walking all day. Um and he he just had a break up in his business. And I remember <clears throat> mum like pulled me into the car one day and was just like oh um, I've taken your dad for a brain scan and he's, he's got a disease called Alzheimer's and I knew what it was. I was like, what? I was like, Alzheimer's. I was like, he's like 50. Yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, it's like a, when I say rare, it's not rare because people, fucking heaps of people have it, but it's called early onset. Um, and then was kind of had to deal with, with that. And like, I think that period of when I was like 17, 18 was a bad period for me. Like that was when I was seriously was like, fuck, fuck the world. I'm doing what I want. Like yeah. I'm getting a bit of trouble. Footy wasn't a priority for me. Um, so I had, I was dealing with that at home. And, and at the same time, like when you're 18, you'd like, I'm not as confident as what I am now. Like i like, I was so embarrassed that I had a fam, like a dad that was sick and a, and like, it wasn't, it wasn't a physical thing. So you couldn't physically look at him and say, you're unwell. Hmm. So he would, he'd look fine. And then he'd be like at, he'd still come out in my footy games and stuff then, but he'd like forget to pick me up and just stuff like that. But he, I remember like I'd be at a footy game and another dad would kind of come and talk to him. And cause he, it was like me, he was like super fucking chilled out, like real confident, um, mm. able to talk to anyone. And he couldn't hold conversations with people. Like people would be like, Oh, well, Hey Paul, how you going? And he'd be like, like he'd literally freeze. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and yeah. it got to a point where I was so embarrassed. Um, that I kind of like started to hate him a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And that was a bad period for me. Like, I fucking hate. I pretty much hated my family. And it sounds bad to say it, but um, that was the way I felt. Um. Yeah. And then, like, the more I kind of, well, when I got drafted, it got it got worse. And, um, yeah, it was what, some
1: of some <laughs> of the symptoms of Alzheimer's. It's like memory loss is one. Memory right?
0: loss is like the most basic one. So, right. um, memory loss, um. Like I, I don't even like I haven't spoken about this. I've said it on something I did the other week, but like, I lived across the road from school. Yeah. And I used to come home, and he'd be in the he'd be in the bathroom, and he'd lock the door, and I'd like kind of try and get it open, and he I'd like barge the door down, and he'd be washing his hands with his own shit, like stuff like that, like that. Right. You'd just be like, what the fuck, like, yeah. and you cannot comprehend that, like, I, I couldn't even now, like can't kind of have a laugh about it because we are like fucking hell like that's just like <laughs> and i and i'm happy i'm out of laugh about this stuff, yeah bloody like, there be some O's. people wouldn't but like no nah. yeah bars are out and he'd be washing his hands with his own shit, and i'd just be like what the fuck's going on like why is this happening and like i had the real mindset of like why to me like, like why is this happening to me and i put myself as the victim as opposed to putting dad um <clears throat> and then Yeah, got drafted and kept it a massive secret, like was lying to people. I think a lot of people thought either my parents were divorced or I didn't have a dad. Never spoke about him. Um completely lied. Burns obviously Scott Burns knew Because he he was was he a coach. Yeah, he was a coach then and dad (coughs) had just started being looked after by carers, so he'd be and dad could walk and stuff. So they'd bring him to training. When I used to see him, I'm like, fucking go away, like don't come over here. And I remember Bernsie saying to me one day in my first year, like, oh, I saw your old man. Like, And I, he's like, he didn't know who I was. It was really weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, I don't know. Must have just not recognized you or whatever.
1: He's been neighbors with him for like fucking... Ten years We've been next to each other.
0: other. So I was like, fuck, oh, this shit. is like oh, getting to a point where I'm probably going to have to say something.
1: Is that what like, I was about to ask you not to interrupt, but just like what, what triggered you to be, I guess, start having the, the frame of mind you do now towards... I think the
0: one that triggered me it was like when I debuted, he came into the rooms. <clears throat> that was the first and last time he'd ever come into the rooms. Um, and he just, yeah, it was obvious that something was not a hundred percent with him. Like my mum was kind of hand holding him, walking him around. Um, and i don't think i'd even told bros and geordie and like for me that was like fuck they're my two best mates here like we do everything together and i can't even tell them that yeah and then it just got to a point where like he was starting to get sick um and doing stuff like that like yeah, f- yeah washing his hands with his shit um he used to wake up at night and like start screaming and like demanding that we take him home and stuff like that and we're like well, you are home and yeah um it got to a point, yeah, where I just, like, was like, fuck, I can't keep lying because it's, it's really stressing me out. It's and affecting like, I, you. Yeah, and it was affecting me. Um, and, like, I was seeing a psychologist at the club, um, stuff like that, and I ended up standing up in front of the group and telling them what was going on. And, like, instantly people were like, fuck, dude. Like, we had no idea. And because I was the way I was at the club, like, I was... People just couldn't guess.
1: So you're just the way you are now, yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah. Just and carrying like, heaps more shit. Yeah, and head. I
0: think like some days I would have a bad day and people would be like, fuck, what's going on with Croc? And yeah. then I yeah told them and um, like the response I got was so, so good. Like instantly felt, fuck, like maybe this isn't the worst idea to do. Started getting out in the media and then like it just kind of went from there. Yeah, um, Like started... Doing like um, the dementia walk, stuff like that, and then started getting like backing from the club as well.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um,
0: But like from him, like from when I got drafted to him now, like he, it's just, it's only been five years, but like the spiral they go on downhill and the stuff that. Yeah, because I was, I was yeah. going to
1: say, is it, I mean, like, because now I think you're, your dad's, he's under like 24 7 care, right? Yeah. From your mom and a yeah. carer. But is that, is that sort of like quick to the way he's sort of gone into that point or is that natural? Like it's because they um, eventually get to that right, I assume. Their,
0: their lifespan meant to be 10 years and he's had it for about 10 years. So he's 61 now. Right. And I know the neuropsychologist said to mum that like he, she's surprised that he's kind of still around. Wow. Um, but then again, like he, he still was able to exercise and he used to walk like 10, 15 k's a day. Um, but slowly it started getting um the walking wasn't as good like he he used to be called tubby like he was he wasn't fat but he was yeah he was fucking tubby um to now like he looks he's like skeletal yeah um he can't walk now he can't talk he um he needs to be fed via spoon like things are mashed up like for babies right um like it, it literally like it would take me like a Chabani yogurt thing would take me like 50 minutes to feed him sometimes wow. like because he just can't swallow. Um, and like, yeah, you, just, you look for me, it's gone. And for people who don't see him as much, when they see him, it's very confronting. Mm. But because I live with it every day, you're used to it. Um, you're used to it. But yeah, from the five years, from where he was five years ago to now, it's like completely different. Worlds apart. Like you just see like this illness just fucks people up. Like, so bad. And, then, and
1: there's no cure for this, right? Not like, at the moment, at no. The moment, like, right. they're
0: doing trials and stuff, but um, he, he he's too far gone anyway. Like, yeah. Dad will probably die, and I wouldn't think he would be here next Christmas. Yeah. Which, like, people are always like, oh, man, how do you do it? do it? Like, how do you talk about it and stuff? But, like, I'm so used to it now, and it's my life that... Like, I've got the mindset of, like, fuck, I'm not going to sit here and wallow and, like, be upset. Yeah, it's going to suck. And it's obviously if I could change it, I would, but I can't. So yeah. I might as well do everything to make it a positive experience and enjoy the last however long we have with him.
1: Bloody oath, <sighs> mate. That's, that's a beautiful mindset. It's funny. It goes for, like, most things in life. When you get to that point of, like, going through hardship and you get to that point of acceptance, everything just gets a bit easier. And yeah. you just start to, like, see the benefits and And I pros. have no
0: doubts that, this all this shit's made me so resilient and it's impacted with footy like like when i got delisted i literally had like a day where i was like fuck this blah blah blah. and then the next day bang straight back into training again like this i'm gonna get picked up again and i still have that mindset i know it's probably it probably won't happen this year yeah but like i fucking guarantee for the next two three years i'll be trying to get picked up again
1: Oh, exactly. Mate, there's nothing in the AFL system that's gonna test you more than this, is there? No. Like, do you know what I mean? So Yeah. It it would make you mentally stronger. But one thing that and this kind of a big part as a, I speak about this on every episode, but a big part about this podcast humanising the athlete is like athletes fucking go through the same mm. shit everyone else does, but you guys are in the spotlight and have to perform at the highest level and there's no leniency to that. Like like if people knew your story and they're, and they're, and you had an off day in the club or on the field and people were really like ingrained in your life, they could probably understand, like your family may understand, yeah. but not everyone does. So they're going to be like, oh, croc was fucking shit today. Well, I
0: think like that did ha- Like the best example of that was we played, um, in the grand final year, we played West coast in like round 15 or something. And, um, it was like 3am in the morning and I heard my front door opening. Cause I got an electric door. It's, I can, i got very obvious when it fucking opens and I heard it open and like, I'm like, what the fuck, like, Who's coming in here now? And I went downstairs and I had paramedics running in with um, a stretcher and mum's like, dad's um, not breathing, he's had a seizure. And we're playing West Coast the next day at like midday. So I was up at the hospital at 5am thinking he's going to die because he wasn't breathing well. He's he's very sick at this point. Um, But at the back of my head, I also knew we're going pretty well. I can't afford to give my the game up tomorrow the spot up. Yeah, yeah i can't afford to do it so so i'm thinking like fuck i've got i've got my dad i've got the game um <clears throat> i ended up getting home at like 5 30 or whatever um mum was like look play i'll keep you in in loop i went home went to bed got up played the game went to the game like felt like fucking shit hadn't slept worried about my dad um <clears throat> played played the game did anyone know did like did i you? told
1: maybe one person.
0: I didn't, I didn't want to tell anyone. So you'd like
1: bucks and stuff. <laughs> no one didn't knew. Know, right?
0: No one knew. Played, played like shit. Got home. Fucking read comments on Instagram. Fucking Crocker was no good. Fuck this, fuck this bloke out. Blah, blah, blah. And like you, you read that shit. People say they don't, but like they commented on shit that you, you're actually looking at. They you commented on my photos it. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got home, told a few people and then um, I got dropped the next week and Bucks was like, man, I had fucking no idea. Like, I still got dropped. And uh, like, I, like, I honestly reckon playing, not playing that game would have been better for me. It could have been a completely different story. Could could yeah. end up playing in the granny, um, yeah. stuff like that. But like, that's the shit that people don't see. And I'm sure there's plenty of footballers that have stuff like that going on. 100%. But like, that's what really fucks me off about people commenting stuff like that on social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, because no one would have known. No supporter would have known that. No uh-huh. supporter probably knows that. No. Um, that like was yeah, fucking thought my dad was gonna die. Um, was up at like six a.m., five thirty a.m. for a game that was at like one o'clock. And it's like, funny, right?
1: And then they probably see you either do <laughs> one bad kick or he doesn't run back with the yeah. flight one time, and they hold that with yeah. them and think that would be yeah. for like the next year. Yeah. So like,
0: what? stuff like stuff like that? Um, which is why like I'm so. Look, I'd never judge. I'm so quick. Don't judge people on fucking one one outing of a game or stuff like that. You just don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on in people's lives. Yeah. I think that's the main one of the main things this whole thing with dad's taught me is like everyone has something. Yeah. It might be minor, it might be fucking as big as what I'm going through, but everyone has something in their lives that's That's fucking giving them anxiety or giving them trouble.
1: Yeah. So did does that has that kind of changed you in how you interacted with teammates? Like are you more Um, receptive of like, you know, these guys are going through stuff as well. Are you just given, given more time of the day or?
0: I think I gravitate to people that are going through shit. Yeah. Like I knew, um, I mean, for me, like at Adelaide, especially like I, I gravitate really towards the indigenous boys. Yeah. Because they've had hard upbringings and a lot of them still going through stuff. Like, and I just gravitate to boys like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also gravitate to boys that fucking like to fuck around and do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like, especially towards the end of my journey at footy, like, it was a big deal for me to make sure that I gave everyone the time of day, whether it was the fucking. We had a guy called Nilo at the club who's a ripper who would clean the boots and stuff. Yeah. Like, he was just as important to me as fucking Bucks or Geordie or Braden or whatever. Like, it's just, and that's in general life. It's so important to treat people. Fucking as equal. 100 And I think for me, like, that's probably opened up opportunities for me as well because people fucking I get along with people. Yeah. And personal. people want to work with or people want to do stuff with people they see to be someone they can get along with.
1: Yeah, mate, it's, it's courtesy caution nothing. It actually go it goes a long way. Yeah. When you're good with and people not, it goes it's a long not way. It's not a
0: skill and it's not hard either. So. No,
1: you're right. Everyone can do it. Um and it's I feel and Archie put it really well last week, he goes there's this he goes. It's unfortunate that there's this kind of nature you need to have to be elite at sport, like almost like this egotistical, um, hardwired kind of like tunnel vision person. And not to say that you can't be that, but he he was explaining that that's what he was in that to yeah. get the best out of himself. And if he takes himself out of it now, he's like, fuck, that's like, yeah, what a shit way to be. Like you, you know, you can be you yeah. can be good with everyone. You can still yeah. you know, maximize your time there. One thing I, I wanted to ask is like you've been in this you've well, you've been in the system or experienced the system for 5 years from what you've learned across those 5 years is there anything that's been so powerful that you would wish you had implemented in yourself in day 1 for example to make those 5 years easier or more efficient
0: um i think oh just like you, realizing that the small shit counts and it builds up over time like for me, when I was, especially when I was drafted, like I used to party a lot and yeah. I used to go out every weekend, get home late. You're not the only one. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> the only one. And, people, like, and I'm happy to admit that. And yeah. like, and people know it Collingwood. with of, that, that, that was an issue as well. Like the stuff outside of footy, but, um, like, I mean, every 18 year olds the same. So by the time I look at it now, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd still do the stuff I did back then and still go out and have fun. But just pick your your moments more and um, yeah just find every opportunity to do something that's going to make you better and it sounds fucking very cheesy and stuff but it's a reality like the reason why blokes like Pendles and that are fucking superstars is because they do that yeah like every opportunity Pendles is doing something that's going to make him better yeah Um, and like having a balance in life and, and like, especially when you're playing AFL, like when stuff was bad for me at home, footy was bad. Yeah. When stuff was okay at home and I was dealing with stuff and seeing people that were helping me, footy was good. Yeah. So like, it's all aspects of your life. You can't expect to be coming and fucking dominating footy and then going home and fucking hating home. Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't fit.
1: Mate, it's, that hits that hits a string in me because I literally, my mum used to, to say this and it hurts me still to this day, but she, she goes, my parents were like my punching bag whenever i played well i was great with everyone yeah but whenever i played bad i'd take it out of my parents yeah. like you know they'd try to give me something and i'd just give them nothing because yeah. i was like i was yeah i'm similar and yeah. it's just like it's it's fucking hard because i didn't have balance i was yeah. so defined by my performance yeah. and like if i played well everything was good if i played shit then like life was fucking yeah. tough which it doesn't have to be that way but from a balance point of view i mean you seem like now a pretty well balanced guy to me like i reckon you've got a really good head on your shoulders and as i said anyone listening to this at the moment like you guys should get on YouTube and listen to Croc's story about his family because it does put a lot of things into perspective. And you're also going to admire croc even more for like the stuff like this guy, you were turning up every day this year, training as hard as you could for, for the crows trying to get a game. And like afterwards you like, you've got to deal with what's going on at home. And as I said, this, I say this all the time, but there's like, there's no fucking award for that. And like people don't really understand that. And that's really, mate, it's really inspiring. So, um, I think you should be, you should be proud of what you're doing and, um, I think your brother, I was watching a thing and your brother said like the, one of the, one of the things he's got out of this, he's become a fucking lot more patient. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you have to be. So
0: it, yeah, like, yeah, the reality is you do like There's every day, something to, like even this morning, like dad, when I left, he he wasn't in a good way. Um, and then it's like, fuck you. You're starting your morning with that. So like, I've got to quickly find a way to get out of to it, to get out of it, to start the day. Well, yeah. Um, and like being in Adelaide was hard because shit. Like Dad got very sick probably about two months ago, and we thought that was probably going to be it. But I was stuck in Adelaide, yeah. And I was facing the fact of if I come home, especially with stuff with COVID, the I can't moment, go back yeah. and play. So yeah. I'm going to finish the season off. So like you're constantly every day you're thinking, am I doing the right thing being here? Is this fucking? Am, am I picking footy over family, and that's not what I'm about? Um. So like that whole thing was just so difficult mm. um and I like, like i'm ha- i had a good time in adelaide i mean this, we'll talk about the city <laughs> <laughs> need some. Improvement. or the lack thereof. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like in terms of the club i i had i fucking had a good time the boys are great yeah but i was fighting that voice in my head fuck should i be here yeah should, or should i be back this home it's
1: fucking it's just It's almost like why the fuck does this have to be a choice yeah. like it yeah. should be easy i should yeah. be there i should be able to you know mm. It shouldn't have to be so black and white, but yeah, let's let's get on to let's get on to Adelaide. I mean, <laughs> yeah. not this shit Candice, because no. they are great people there. It's just you know Melbourne thirty five years ago, but um, yeah,
0: it's, back to <laughs>
1: you, you're happy to be back in Melbourne anyway, just to I guess well, be I, back to where you're from. I'd home. obviously
0: still rather be playing, yeah. Um, but I think with everything that's going on and knowing that time's limited with Dad, it's probably the the decision that is the best like, yeah. to be back with family and friends and um like I mean like I had times where I was struggling over there I, I lived with um Tyson Goltak who I used to play at Collingwood with um his wife Chelsea and their two little girls so I had like and I'm super close with them so I had like my f- little family there mm. but at the same time like they're doing their thing and their girls are growing up like I'm sometimes i felt like fuck i'm in the way a bit mm. um and i'd kind of have to keep things close to my chest and because i didn't know the boys there too well and they didn't know my circumstances like it's to the fullest, to it's hard to talk about it yeah um and then obviously with everything with covid like i wasn't allowed to do anything in Adelaide i mean adelaide has fucking wineries and stuff like that but besides that like it's a quiet town mm. i didn't have friends outside of footy um so like on the weekends i'd kind of just be with Tyson, chelsea and the girls or i'd be doing my own thing yeah and after a while like it gets hard and and you're thinking fuck like being home would be nice yeah so like when i got delisted it was like disappointment and relief at the same time so yeah so what's what's kind of your plan
1: now i mean because obviously i know i take it you know from your attitude and and knowing because i know you're doing a lot of training at the minute that you feel you're good enough to be back in the AFL system and that's your ambition is to get yeah. back there. That's your A. Um, so for you, like, what's the process now to, to do that Like within what you can control, I guess?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of back to the situation after Collingwood where I'm having to contact clubs myself. Um, but I think I've got more of a clearer picture that it probably won't happen this year. Yeah. Um, so I might have to go back and play VFL and I'm still kind of working through what... Clubs that would potentially give me an opportunity at AFL if I had a good year in the VFL and I don't and I know that's something I can do. Mm. Um, and then kind of looking for a job elsewhere and I'm working through what I'm interested in. And um, I think that's like, that's an important thing for boys that are in the system is like, just keep it at the back of your mind because five years goes like that. Like, fuck. But yeah. I can remember day one so clearly and five years in the future, I'm in this situation Um, and you get so focused on footy that you kind of lose track of what you want to do outside of footy. So, I mean, for me, I'm only 23. So I've, I've got time on my side with a job and footy, which is the thing that keeps me positive. But yeah, kind of just working through what I might be interested in outside of footy. And right now it's probably something to do in the fitness industry. That's awesome, dude. Um, so yeah, it's you, calm, got, you just... got the PT look, mate. The hair, oh, the, the tats. PT look, yeah. <laughs> 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 Trying a few hoters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, cock. <laughs> it's been a, mate. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, keen to get some of the AFL guys on. I just think your situation right now is it's like there's it's not documented enough because there's yeah. so many more players in the AFL or in any sporting system that are in go through your experience, and that's not to say that you're not elite, but there's just. More players go through a lot of tough times and the ones mm. that get a lot of the limelight are the ones that have a pretty good path, yeah. you know. And and this is like I think this is there's in, in some regards what I'm trying to say there's more Ben Crockers than there are Scott Pendlebury's. So yeah, your experiences are, are much more consistent or much more um you know, there's just more players that that go through what you go yeah, through and 100%. the amount of players that have been delisted and have to have a good year in the VfL and get back. I mean there's numbers, so you obviously take some positives out of that that, yeah. you know, there's there's a road there for you. But um yeah just thanks for coming on mate sharing your story i know it's you're pretty comfortable speaking about some tough stuff yeah. but but um you know i would be excited to see where you end up and as i said to everyone he's been training his socks off so someone saints pick him up Fucking yeah. hell anyone, do something <laughs> <laughs> no nah, thanks brother it's awesome no, no worries thanks mate, no worries, mate. cool